Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment and baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your brand new co-host, Gina Brzao, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hello. Hi, Gina. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. How's life lately? Life is good. We just... um we just shot over this last weekend our fall and holiday content. I've been seeing some photos. It looks yeah, amazing. I posted them on Instagram. So it um, it was like it's my favorite. It's like so many people's favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like doing the photography because you get to play with all of these decorations and twinkly lights. Like right. twinkly lights went into pretty much the back of every <laughs> photo. Why um, not? I know. And um, so we had like. Uh, we had Thanksgiving desserts, Christmas desserts, uh, New Year's Eve, everything over the space of like two days here. We did like around 50 recipes. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. kind of fun though because you get to do it twice, you know, you get to do it yeah. beforehand and then you get to do it again for the holidays. Yeah, you know, it's really nice. Yeah. Like it's it's like my favorite time of year, like I said. Yeah. So just to get, recipes. yeah. And the photos, I haven't gotten them back yet from the photographer, but they're like, gorgeous. What we, they looked what we shot that those days were gorgeous. Oh, I'm excited to see them. So from Hot for the Oven this week, we are starting off with Jennifer Garner's pumpkin oatmeal cookies, which I know that Bigger Boulder Baking recently did your Crock-Pot pumpkin cobbler. So it's sort of timely because we're in pumpkin season. Um, I think we all love to see Jen Garner. She does her pretend cooking show on Instagram. Yeah. Here's the thing. This whole recipe sounds interesting. So I'm not a pumpkin fan. The texture of it is interesting. So the texture of like an oatmeal and a pumpkin in a cookie is interesting to me. Seems very soft. Soft. And so this was my other question. The recipe calls for, she got it from Sally's Bake Blog, and it calls for blotting. Sally's Baking Addiction. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It said to blot your pumpkin. Don't you use pumpkin puree? In these, I would assume. So, do you mean blot your pumpkin as in like blot, like roast it and then dry it with a paper? It says gently squeeze out moisture with paper towels and it makes for a cakier cookie. Yeah, yeah. So is there just a lot of moisture built There's a up? Lot of, yeah, yeah. And in pumpkin, in tinned pumpkin, it's the same. Right. It's uh, a lot of moisture. Oh, are you a fan of pumpkin flavoring? Uh, you know, I like pumpkin once a year in... Um, like a little slice of pumpkin pie. Right, right. But, or like pumpkin pound cake or like, you know, pumpkin pound cake with like cream cheese or like something fun like that. But like, I do not want pumpkin in my lattes, pumpkin pie spice. I don't want any of that stuff. It's kind of interesting because I'm the opposite. I'll do like a pumpkin spice latte. I'm like, okay, that's a nice little taste. But if it's like a pumpkin cookie, just, it sounds like you said, it sounds like mushy almost. It just, that doesn't sound good to me. No. So Um, if you had to pick... Because now we're talking about fall and Christmas and New Year's. What's your favorite cookie to make that's sort of in that theme of time of year for fall? Um, for fall, I think when I think of cookies, let me see, I think more Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is that like, so um, one cookie that I really love, actually there's two cookies I really love, um, a Mexican wedding cookie for Christmas time. I've never had one. Oh my gosh, what kind of cookies? so delicious. It's like... A sh- it's a very short, shortbready cookie, so it's very crumbly. Yum. Um, which doesn't sound like that would be good to eat, but it's just it works, and it's it's loaded with usually pecans, 
And what I do is um, I toast my pecans before I put them mm-hmm. in the cookie. So they have like all that mapley flavor. But um, and then you 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 make those and they're like a very soft, co- like, sorry, a crumbly cookie. And then you dust the, you dredge them in co- powdered sugar, bake them, and then you put in powdered sugar again or powdered something, sugar something on like there. that. I'm there. <laughs> they're de- like, they're so, they're so buttery, so crumbly, like they just disappear in your mouth. And they're a little bit salty too. So delicious. And then my other favorite cookie, these are two cookies that I never had until I came to the US. Okay. Crinkle, chocolate crinkle cookie. I was just going to say, that's my favorite cookie to make. I love chocolate crinkles. Yeah, they're yum. They're like, They've got such a nice like moisture to them, but the powdered sugar is what I usually put on top. Oh my gosh. Anything with powdered sugar. I mean, Gemma knows I love sugar. <laughs> so I'm there. Yeah. No, there's like, cause it's like a little brownie. It's not even it like is. a cookie. So you never had them in Ireland. Oh no, no way. Yeah. We've never had cookies. So like, I feel like in America, like Christmas cookies are a very big thing yes. in Ireland. Like, no, that's not really a thing. <laughs> we would have like Christmas cake and okay. we'd have desserts and stuff, but um, not really cookies. Yeah. I feel like every year I usually do, my mom and I will make Christmas cookies and decorate them. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah. That's not really a thing huh. in Ireland. Well, now we get to have, we get to have all the chocolate but crinkles it, over yeah, here. Yeah. Now it's fun. Like it, it's, it's like, it's one of my favorite parts. And right. that, like one of the, like we shot a whole pile of cookie videos, sorry, mm-hmm. recipes for, uh, during our shoot there the other weekend. And, on the website, like planned for December, we have tons of cookie recipes for November. We have a whole pie campaign. There's just so Love much, pie. so much coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys can check that out at Bigger Boulder Baking. There'll be lots of recipes coming your way, mm-hmm. especially for fall and winter. Okay. This next one is fun. Um, so saltwater taffy. Do you like it? Do you eat it? Um, I've had it. Okay. I found out that there's actually no salt water in saltwater taffy. Oh, are you sure? Yes. I read this whole recipe about it. So I thought it was a New England thing. And then I was told, um, you know, by some of our colleagues that it actually there's a lot in California, which makes sense because we're by the beach. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I don't know a whole lot about it. Like I remember like going to like old downtown Sacramento and there was being like lots of taffy. Yes. Um, places up in Northern California. Like, so I'm, I'm trying to think like in San Francisco. So I, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience right. with it. I do like it, but I could have sworn that it is made from salt water. Apparently this is the story that I heard when I was doing some research. Um, the, this was out of New Jersey. The man who was selling his taffy, a big wave came covered his taffy in salt water and a little girl came up to him and was like can I buy some of your salt water taffy because it was just enveloped by this big salt water wave and the name stuck I don't know if that's truth but that is what I've done in my research because it's a big thing on the Jersey Shore back home um and it actually was funny because I was talking this week and apparently grape nuts neither grape or not it's like a brand the cereal yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just funny that there's some like there are foods out there that include that in their name and they don't actually have that ingredient yeah um but definitely for me saltwater taffy was one of my favorite treats going growing up and I wanted to get your take in Ireland what are some of like the staple foods growing up that you had I guess like as a candy or treat are there any that like stick out because for me saltwater taffy I was like oh that brings me so back to my childhood in England um I Mm, that's a good question. 
It's like, I think a lot of things that I have fond memories of, well, there's things like shortbread and shortbread mm-hmm. reminds me of Christmas. Okay. Um, Danish cookies, those buttery Danish cookies. They oh, that also have like designs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They also remind me of Christmas. Um, and just like what I, what, like those kinds of things that you're mentioning are more like desserts my mom used to make. So okay. like apple crumble mm-hmm. and like Eve's pudding and like mince pies, which is Christmas again. But um, like that's when I think of like, apart from that, like we had candy or like, right. you know, for, like ice cream from the freezer at the <laughs> yeah. store and um, stuff like that. But like, I think my fondest memories are stuff my mom Your used mom to make. Is. I don't yeah. know. I think I ate like a lot of candies because I remember like the dots candies, um, cowtails, like all that stuff I used to consume. Really? Oh yeah. I well, I did. Candy. Yeah, we did too. Um, they, we like, we had candy, like for sure. Yeah, there was yeah. five kids in my right. house. Um, oh wow. So you guys, that's yeah, like, you know, and you have like your school lunches and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got like penguin bars and stuff in there. It's a penguin bar. It's kind of like a Tim Tam. We've talked about oh, Tim Tams We've talked about Tim Tams. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. kind of like that. But then when I was in school, I didn't appreciate them. But like, <laughs> you get stuff, like we had lots of stuff like that. Right. I, it, but also it was very different. It was the early 90s okay. and um, you probably wouldn't have put the same things in lunch boxes oh, that yeah, we did totally. back then. Yeah, yeah. I get that. It's just interesting how food can trigger memories like that. And for you, it's definitely like memories of baking with your mom. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys have any good memories of baking or foods that you really remind you of your childhood, for sure, let us know. Um, this next one, we're back on the bread topic. <laughs> Duff Goldman recently shared his secret for making an ultra crispy focaccia bread. He fries it. I didn't even know you could do th- I mean, knowing me, I'd burn this. Very, very badly. But I didn't know that you could put focaccia bread. He basically had it in a, a cookie sheet and a bunch of oil. Is that what you would recommend? Have you done that with your bread before? Did he, I'm trying to picture this. Did he put oil in the cookie sheet and then put in the bread? Yeah, so it looked like, I think he referred to it as almost like deep frying his bread. Yeah. So it was like, um, you could clearly see that there was a ring of a lot of oil yeah. surrounding the the bread. Mm-hmm. So I would think that he put it in first. Yeah. And was it and then, hot oil? Oh yeah, it was like you could see it. No way. And then he put in his bread. And then, and then put it in the it. oven. Yeah, yeah. And did he put it in the oven or did he put it on the stovetop? Oven. Yeah. No, so um for sure. Like I've never it's really smart. I've never seen anybody heat up their oil, put in your dough, and then put that in the oven. Yeah. Um, like that's a really smart uh way, especially to soak up all that oil. When I make focaccia, and a lot of chefs do this, they do do a, like a very generous half an inch layer of oil. And like is that for just sure. for the crispiness and the flavor? It's like for both. It's for like it's for for the like the oiliness. It's for like you know the way focaccia gets mm-hmm. kind of soaked in oil. It's mm-hmm. like that. It does make it crispy, and uh, definitely more flavor. Okay. So yeah, like when it comes to focaccia, that's an oily bread. So just like go for it. But like, I really like that idea of heating up the oil. Yeah, it looked really good. It's all on his Instagram with the full video, but I saw it and I was like, oh my God, knowing me, this would not end well. I would burn myself or something bad would happen. Uh, Okay. This last one for hot from the oven. I have never heard of this. I'm interested to see if you have. Snow cream. It's essentially like an ice cream but they recommend that you use snow from outside. So I know a lot of you probably already have snow. We're getting into our colder months. 
Have you ever heard of snow cream? Um, it's made with milk, sugar, salt, vanilla extract. They recommend snow. If you don't have that, you can use ice. It looks like a thicker um, shaved ice almost, but not quite ice cream. I have this cookbook that has something similar, and I feel like it is uh, maybe even further. Like I'm just trying to think of like... Upstate Massachusetts, yep. New York, um, like Vermontish area. I feel like I've I've heard of it in those kinds of necks of the neck of the woods. Okay, what, what, so tell me about it. Honestly, I am kind of weirded out about the idea of going outside and getting snow. Oh no, it's gross. I just feel like snow is gross. Yeah, I don't mean it like like it looks beautiful, but then I mean I grew up in somewhere that it snowed heavily during the winter and. It was just brown. It would get dirty. I don't think anything is appetizing about going outside and getting snow. Yeah. So I don't know how long this trend will last. Um, I'm interested to see if it becomes like a big hit on TikTok or something because it seems like a lot of people are talking about it. But for me, it would definitely be a pass. I don't think I could go outside and get snow. Yeah. And then think about eating it. Just think about like no. the bugs going through there. I don't know. Mil- no, and then like what you do, you just mix in Yeah, you just milk. milk the milk, sugar, salt, and then they p- were putting like sprinkles on it. I saw one that was just decorated with no. a bunch of sprinkles, right? That's like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> it's like it's still it's dirty gross, snow. right? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone in that one. Is this a TikTok video or is this a no, TikTok I, thing? I saw it just online. I have an inkling. I think it'll probably make it to TikTok. Yeah. I have a big feeling that come winter. I have that same feeling when you tell me, like, have you heard of this? Yeah. I, it's on TikTok. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, yep. It'll go viral. <laughs> um, okay. So for Ask Gemma's this week, this one is from Diana. They're asking, have you ever done a marbled mirror glaze on a cake? And I think first we can kind of explain what a marbled mirror glaze is yeah um so this was a big trend i'd say like five years ago Mm -hmm. something like that um and it so uh it's it's the way a way to decorate a cake and it is the this glaze that like becomes all marbled you add different colors it looks like it does look amazing it's very i have never done it I would never do it. I don't, I, because I don't know how to do it. That's oh, not like, something, no, it's not something that I'm good at. So how do you do it? I don't even know. I've never looked into it because I knew I was never going to be the one to do it. It's, is it just hard to create? Also, is it, is it warm? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I literally have no idea. Like if this is warm, could it like melt part of, I don't know. No, I don't think it's warm. It's just like this very shiny, it doesn't even look like food. Oh. It's just like this very shiny, like thick glaze and it's colored. And then it has these ripples of all these other colors or, or it's just one color. Right. And it just like, you pour it over your cake. Um, like on Instagram a few years ago, this was like all you saw. Every, like the front page of like Instagram the cloud was bread, just. But now it's the mirror. Yeah, it was like mirrors, mirror uh, cakes. It's not coming back. Is it, is it a thing again now? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't, I haven't seen it, but knowing me, like my glaze would probably have like lumps in it and just be like not even. I feel, it definitely seems like mirror glaze that you have a lot to live up to. Yeah, to I, I would try that it. clean. Um, okay. This next one is from Zainab's underscore sweets. What is the secret to the perfect French macaroon? Is it macaron or macaroon? Macaron. Macaron. Um, what is the secret to it? Yes. Oh, that's such a hard one because there's so many like things that you have to get right. So I have a chart on my website 
about uh, from start to finish from like your eggs your ingredients like weighing them in grams and ounces not in cups um room temperature egg whites sifting your ingredients uh the amounts of folds the uh, the 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 velocity or the vis- viscosity mm-hmm. that your batter should be if it's this way it's not thick it's not uh, thin enough if it's this other way it's too thin um, it's such a fine lie when it comes a line when it comes to macarons that um, I recommend like checking out that chart. It is really helpful, and I have a video also. How difficult is it to make the cookie part? Because I feel like they're airy, but also it's like it has substance to it. Um, it's a very delicate cookie, and it's very finicky. It's not easy. Do you use a piping bag? When yeah. You, okay. Yeah, and it's like it's not even the shape. It's the getting your batter's texture right and everything right to get that like meringue that is crispy on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it's not hollow in the middle because there's so many different yeah. things that can go wrong. It, like it's not hollow in the middle. It is still a little bit meaty and um, it has feet. It's nice and feet? like, yeah, it has feet. <laughs> it's nice and ballooned on the bottom. Like yeah. it has to have this, you know, that little like bit on the bottom. Yeah. Those are its feet. So it has to have those. It can't have cracked on top. Um, it has like so many things. What's your favorite flavor? You know, I used to go to this place in San Francisco that we, we used to live in Hayes Valley and there was a place just down the block. Oh my gosh. What was it called? Um, it was a woman's name, but on a Friday we used to go, I used to go down, um, cause I used to get off work early. I'd go down and I'd pick up like two macarons each mm. And they used to make salted caramel ones, oh, which yeah. were just insane. The like ones insane. that, um, the Grove, I think it's Lottery. Mm-hmm. Lottery. I've had those ones, uh, anything chocolate or the salted caramel. There's some that are like the lilac flavor. I don't know. Those are actually nice. So they I, are I, that nice normally, and I'm just like, I don't know. That normally would not be my thing, but right. lilac in particular is insane lilac and like the rose flavor mm-hmm. maybe yeah 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 it's never my first choice but I have had it and I'm like okay this yeah. is really nice and like very light. unique yeah uh okay so our last one American or this one is actually from Jessica Lane uh Laneful. I hope I'm saying that correctly um American substitutions and explanations for UK ingredients examples are wholemeal flour and porridge oats um, is she asking for the American? Well, would, yeah. So what, say a ingredient calls for wholemeal flour. Oh, portraits, what can you use whole meal flour. Oh, so it's whole wheat flour. Whole meal? So whole, it's whole meal. Yeah, it's, okay. whole, it's whole wheat flour. Oh. That's a pretty common ingredient here, right? Yeah. Whole wheat, Whole yes. wheat flour. So that's whole wheat flour. The difference is, Jessica, is that it gets ground differently. So in Ireland, mm. you have different grinds of, of brown flour because we use brown flour a lot. Okay. So there's different types and you can get a coarse brown flour that's like really good for making like a mealy uh, Irish soda bread. Um, here, I find you only get a fine ground unless you buy a more specialized Specialty, brand. Right. Um, but porridge oats. Too. So porridge oats, that's oatmeal. Yeah, I was going to say, is that's that the rolled, same as it's like just the rolled oats. oats? Yeah, just regular rolled oh. oats. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. If you have a recipe that calls for that, there are your substitutions. All right, lastly, we're going to wrap up with a grain of salt. So we're going to ask Gemma about baking myths and facts, and she is going to set the record straight. Tell us which tips are actually worth a grain of salt. Number one, always ball your cookie dough, never flatten. 
That that's true. Okay. Yeah. It's like I I make mine into little balls or like the ice cream scoop I use yeah. a lot. Yeah, but okay. just leave it in a ball. Don't flatten it. Don't squish it down. Let it like let the oven do that. Let it do its thing in the oven because then you get the right size, the right like. If yeah. you're looking for a gooey cookie and you just flattened it out, are you done for? Is your cookie done? Well, for? Well, it's like how is it going to be cooked? So like, when it's a ball, it cooks on the outside and it slowly melts, right? Yeah. So you get a crispy on the outside, but it's still a little bit raw in the mi- not raw doughy in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's what gives you that lovely gooey cookie. If you flatten out that cookie, now you just have a flat cookie that is the same texture all the way around. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that is true. Roll them. Uh, you don't have to do a cookie scoop, but they are super helpful. Yep. And uh, leave them keep flat. Keep them in a ball. Oh, sorry, I sorry. Keep, keep, them keep, them in a, keep them in a ball. Yeah. I tend to have that issue a lot lately. I think it's my oven because I've been cooking brownies and cookies and it's like the outside will be crisp. The inside is just completely raw. And I end up just letting them cool and it creates sort of like a gooeyness. That's your oven for sure. Yeah, I'm like, I have to figure that out. Okay, next one. The pan bang is a foolproof way to get the crinkles on cookies. I've never heard that. Um, it won't happen every time. It, it, you do, it, they do need to be the crinkly type of cookie, mm-hmm. but it will give you more defined cookie crinkles. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's and very can you important. also use it to even out the batter? Because mm-hmm. I, okay, I've heard that before. Lastly, Always bake on the center rack in the oven. You know, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do I it kind either. of, I don't go on the bottom rack. I never, ever go on the bottom rack, but I do go between the top and the bottom. And honestly, I think it depends. I, I, mm, I, I should look more into this. Like maybe the oven manufacturer says when baking, like right. put it in the put middle of the middle. oven and maybe for more like even um, air distribution or whatever it is. But Sometimes when I, in my old house in Santa Monica, I'd bake cookies on the top shelf and they would bake better and they'd get really? crinkly and whatever more than the ones in the, in the middle shelf. Huh. So, um, you know, it might also be to do with your oven. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I've never u- moved the racks in my oven. Oh, really? Never. I just go for it. Because I never really understood it. I don't really, because then I'm afraid to put the cookies too close to the top. I'm afraid that they're going to get really burned. Do you have a gas oven? Um, yes, uh, I think so. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, then don't put them too... Then you oh, no, need to I, be in the electric. middle. It's electric. It's electric? Yes. Oh, okay. Then you shouldn't be too bad. Okay, so you I shouldn't be afraid to put them Up closer. the top. No, no, you should be fine. Okay, I'm going to test that out. Definitely don't go low down, though. But it just won't bake? No, they'll burn on the bottom and be oh. raw on the top. Is that what you're doing? That might actually be what I'm doing, Gemma. Because honestly, mine is not in the middle. Where? It's closer to the bottom. Oh, Gina. That has to be why. That's exactly why. Because my cookies have been coming. I follow the recipe and then I'm like, what is happening with this oven? It's not, I've never had the yeah. issue before. Move it up. Oh, there we go. Just figure that out for me. Okay, great. I'm going to move my cookie, cookie rack up. Awesome. All right. So we know that fall is here um, in California. It's as fall as fall is going to get. Um, but I just saw this brand new collab come out and it is a crispy cream. They introduced their first ever cinnamon roll. Oh. So they are venturing away from the Krispy Kreme donut. I love the Krispy Kreme donut. Gemma knows this. Uh-huh. Um, so it also features cinnamon toast crunch on top. Oh, why? 
I knew. Okay, I knew you're gonna have a good opinion about why. This. I, I, honestly, in- I was on board for what you'd started with, and now I'm just you're like, anti cereal on top. Why is cereal on top of anything? I just think the texture. I'm with you. I don't like the texture of it. It doesn't make sense though. And does it really add anything? No, it doesn't add anything. That's the thing. It's just it's it's there for the sake of it, right? But like as, the novelty of it. No, but like as it like what chef. <laughs> in their right mind I'm sorry now I sound very judgy but what person in their right mind was like we're going to create like I made like when I make cinnamon rolls I like you guys have the no yeast the giant cinnamon rolls. yeah too. yeah we do like you know we make the dough from scratch we make the filling we like do a nice like cream cheese glaze we don't put like random stuff on top well see this is a good deep dive because I feel like especially this time of year people love making cinnamon rolls yeah and I don't know do you think it's Krispy Kreme is it's good for them to branch away from the classic donuts I know so let's go back to the 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 so it's a Krispy Kreme cinnamon it's roll it's one giant cinnamon roll um from the photo that I saw so I like I I like this idea because right. I love a little bit like you the texture yes, of it doesn't it sound heavenly yeah of um, the dough of like the donuts the airiness so I feel like it would be really really soft dough but the why did why with the crisp why with the dough on top? I guess that people just love. I mean, people do love cereal because a lot of the times I see the like specialty donuts with like Fruit Loops yeah. or something. They always put cereal, on which top. doesn't make. I don't like it either. Which, I'm, I'm with you. I just don't get it. Are you? But you're a cinnamon roll fan. Oh, big time. Okay, so okay, so I'm seeing it here. It's did you see a picture of yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And it has see on the top. It has like the little circle of, of cereal. It just doesn't make like why? Tell me why? Like there's always supposed to be when you like when you're a chef and you're creating a dish, or like you're you know you're trying to pull something together. There's supposed to be a, a purpose for everything. Okay. And so there was the purpose. It's just like the, there's like a sweet dough. There's a cinnamon like sugar filling. There's like a glaze on top that's like a little bit sweet, probably mm-hmm. like cream cheesy, a little bit like acidic, um, you know, balances, like just works really well with the sweetness of cinnamon roll. And then there's cereal. So yeah. why? Maybe the texture, right? I mean, you would know much better than I. I'm a huge no, texture I'm person sorry. Lady, and I don't like the combo. I think it's laziness. Really? And I think, I do, I think it's laziness. I know this sounds awful, like I'm giving out now, <laughs> but that's, but that is not, like that's not food. That's like, that's not food. So here's my other question. I always battle with this. Should you, what do you prefer? Making a like pan of six cinnamon rolls yeah. or one giant one? What do you prefer? Um, so my, I would, mm, I like to make cinnamon rolls and I usually make a big batch and it's only generally the same time everybody else does because mm-hmm. we see like our recipe on our website spike okay. uh, Thanksgiving yep. and then Christmas. Like a nice Sunday morning cinnamon yeah. roll. Yum. But um, I do it when there's lots of people around so you can get like one, but I don't end up with the whole batch. Like Kevin Left and I would over. never, ever have cinnamon rolls. So I probably should do actually my single serving, like no yeast cinnamon roll because yep. That dough, although not yeasted, is a really... It looks amazing. It's such a good dough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, really tasty. But there's just not very... The thing about it is, by the time it comes to the weekend, and then it's like nine o'clock in the morning, it's like, do I ever really deserve a cinnamon roll at nine <laughs> yeah. in the morning? You know, that kind of Always. Morning. Yes, you always do. I'm going to sidebar off the cereal topic for a second. 
because when I read this, I, then I know that you guys had your recipes. So I'm like, huh, can you make your own cereal? Like say someone wanted to recreate the cinnamon roll and they're like, okay, but I want to do everything from scratch. Can you make your own cereal? Have you done that? Yeah, you can. You can make cornflakes. You can make bran flakes. Um, you, you can make like Rice Krispies. You can make Rice Krispies? Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I tried it. It did not work, but apparently you can. Is it from actual rice? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you like cook it for ages or whatever in like it's a so sweet. It oven doesn't even or something. taste like. I don't know. No, no, no. No, that has sugar added. Oh, okay. okay oh, okay. for sure. Um, Here I am just cooking plain rice yeah, yeah, yeah. for like an hour. Um, so it's, no, I have a recipe on the website for bran flakes. Okay. And it's actually really tasty. So when you're making something like bran flakes, or what's the second one you mentioned? Bran flakes, rice krispies. Rice krispies. And corn flakes. Corn flakes. You're not like making a big sheet and then like cracking it. No, you are. are you? That's what you're doing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a very thin layer of like this batter, I suppose, okay. kind of dough. It's a dough, really. You bake it and then you break it up. Huh. My favorite would be like Cocoa Puffs. I love those. I see, that's my kind of thing. Like I don't even know how you'd make a Cocoa Puff. I don't, I don't. That's why it's made in a factory. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, uh, I don't know. Interesting. All right. So that's what we think about the new Krispy Kreme donut. I'm interested to try it just because I do genuinely love the airy texture. I would like one without cereal on top. Yeah, maybe we can like take yours off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then you can, try you can it. have my cereal. All right. So uh, thank you guys for listening. That is all we have for you today. As always, you can find Gemma on socials at Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram and then Bigger Boulder Baking everywhere else. Yes. And you can find Need to Know podcast on Instagram as well. Make sure to leave us questions and comments. We'll be sure to answer them. And you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brazau. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.